Now, I have some things in my heart today, and I don't know if this might begin a new series or, or what. We'll see. Um, but I want to start with um, prophetic word from Dr. Savell that he gave us back in the early part of January. Amen. And we'll get into some things today. And also, if you noticed, uh, we're going to bring in our first through fourth graders um, each Sunday for worship um, as well. And so looking forward to, to seeing them in here. And we'll see how that works, bringing them in, or we'll, we, we may change some things with that, just so you're aware of that. So if you show up after 10.05 and you're like, where you have to check your kids in the lobby here in the, in the, the main auditorium. So, hallelujah, we'll communicate more about that. I love to see kids worship. Amen? Yes. I love seeing our granddaughter worship. Hallelujah. Thank you, Father. It says this, in 2022 will continue to be challenging, but much better than the previous two years. There will be strong opposition from two distinct forces, light and darkness. Satan will do all that he can do to lull God's people into a spiritual slumber so that he can keep them from enjoying God's best. But on the other hand, God at the same time will be drawing them to spend more quality time with him and his word so that they can remain strong and win every battle. So, so what Eric ministered last week and what I ministered the previous weeks and what Dr. Savell has shared is all about in this time where the enemy is trying to lull people, God's asleep, uh, the, 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 the people asleep, God, it wants people to draw near to him, right? To draw near to him. And it says so that we can remain strong and win every battle. Say strong. You know, as a pastor and as a church, I believe that uh, we're, we're, we're to make people that are strong believers. We, we have to put away weakness. Weakness should no, be no longer a thing in our lives. We are to be strong in the Lord and the power of his might. So by drawing close to him, we, we will remain strong. It says by cl- drawing, spending quality time with him and his word so you can remain strong and win every battle. The church will continue to feel the effects of growing pains, but through greater insight, revelation, and wisdom from God, it will enjoy some of its greatest victories. What I'm going to share with you this morning, I believe, is going to be some insight and revelation and wisdom from God that's going to cause us to enjoy our greatest victories. Anyone interested in that? Hallelujah. The Apostle Paul said in 2 Corinthians 2.14, Thanks be unto God which causes us to triumph always. God always makes his grace visible. He said to me, get ready to experience more of my favor. So get ready to experience more and more of the favor of God that will be visible to others. Not only you, but visible to others. Get ready to experience more and more manifestations of God's favor. And once again, it will be visible for all to see. Good things are on the horizon. More and more of your dreams and goals will come to pass in 2022. Stay overwhelmed with gratitude to God for his faithfulness to you and never stop praising him for his goodness. Hallelujah. Then it says, be courageous and continue to take steps of faith. Don't settle for remaining as you are. Be willing to step out in faith as God directs, even when others have decided to play it safe. God wants you to tap in to all your potential. 
Don't allow others to discourage you. Be willing to get out of your comfort zone. God has much more in store for you. Stay focused. Stay positive. Always remember that God is with you and God is for you. And absolutely refuse to give up no matter what. Say, I refuse to give up. Hallelujah. Now that last paragraph, and it started saying, be courageous and continue to take steps of faith and don't settle for remaining as you are. Now, like I said, I believe there's something that I want to get into this morning and we'll see if it goes beyond this morning. But, but I believe it's a key to where we are, one, in God's timetable. And I believe where we need to be as a church and where we need to be as individuals. Go to Psalms chapter 55. I don't want to get ahead of myself. And sometimes I just need to settle down and just just teach. And for us to just put our eyes on the word. Thank you, Father. You know, Eric, and I made reference to it a minute ago, right towards the end of the message, he talked about these times of great distraction. The enemy, the enemy wants to keep you from your full potential. The enemy wants to keep you from being and stepping into all that you're created for. We see so many things in the word about what the enemy does. And I I don't want to glorify the enemy. He doesn't need to be glorified. He's not more powerful than God. He's not greater than what he's placed on the inside of you. But at the same time, Corinthians says for us not to be ignorant of his devices. He works in so many different ways. We know he comes immediately to steal the word. Why? Because he he doesn't want you to bring forth 30, 60, and 100 fold. He doesn't want you to reach your full potential. We know he goes about as a roaring lion seeking whom he may devour. We know with Peter, Jesus said, you know, Peter, I pray. He says, Satan has desired to have you that he might sift you like wheat. What does that mean? He means, mean the enemy is trying to bring confusion to you. Why? Because he wants to, he wants to separate you. He wants to divide you. He wants to produce an enigma and confusion to you to separate you from your purpose. That's what the enemy is always out for. He, he, will, he will talk you out of what's rightfully yours. He'll, he'll talk you out of the church you're supposed to be in. He'll, he'll talk you out of your purpose. He'll talk you out of your strength. He'll talk you out of, he'll talk you into things that you shouldn't be in. He'll, he'll talk you uh, uh, out of things of where you're supposed to be. He, you know, he came to Jesus and what he ten- tempted him. It wasn't, it wasn't temptations to, to just see what Jesus was made of. It was to keep Jesus from fulfilling his purpose. So in these times of great distractions, the enemy is an all out attack to keep you and to keep the church from being the, uh, reaching its full potential. Here in Psalms 55, verse one, it says, give ear to my prayer, O God, and do not hide yourself from my supplication Attend to me and hear for me. He says, I'm restless in my complaint and I moan noisily because of the voice of the enemy, because of the oppression of the wicked. 
for they bring down trouble upon me and in wrath they hate me. My heart is severely pained within me and the terrors of death have fallen upon me. Fearfulness and trembling have come upon me and horror has overwhelmed me. Wow, this guy's having a bad day. But all of this is coming from the noise of the enemy. The enemy has a noise. He has a voice. Maybe the enemy's noise is everyone talking about how high gas is. Maybe the noise of the enemy is what things look like um, in, in, in the state of, uh, in the political state of our nation or things that are like, look like in Europe or look like with Ukraine and, and we can talk about everything that is happening in the world. And if we're not careful, it can be the noise of the enemy because ultimately the noise of the enemy is to get me to a place of oppression. Maybe the enemy is speaking to you about your past, your failures, your mistakes, your shortcomings. Maybe the enemy is talking about, about, um, thank you, Father. Either way, the, the, the enemy is out to keep you in this place where you never fulfill your purpose. Verse four says, my heart is severely pained within me and the terrors of death have fallen upon me. Fearfulness and trembling have come upon me. Horror has overwhelmed me. See, but this is all from the enemy. To be overwhelmed? Then what does he say? So I said, oh, that I had wings like a dove. I would fly away and be at rest. Indeed, I would wander far off and remain in the wilderness. I would hasten my escape from the windy storm in the tempest. See, this is, this is too often our response to what the enemy does. Sometimes we would rather just leave a situation instead of overcome a situation. Too often we would just like to talk about situation instead of speak to the situation. Too often we would like to complain about a situation instead of praise in the midst of our situation. So that's what the psalmist, he's like, if I just had wings like a dove, I could fly away. Hey, hey, there, there's times in my life where I've experienced attacks. I've experienced things. People said things uh, about us, things that people have told me about how I am as a pastor. And th- people would say things about the church and those things. And, and, and the natural, you know what? I would just like to just walk away. But the thing is, is that's not... That's not God's best. God's best isn't for you to to subdue and shrink back from the enemy. It doesn't matter if it's sickness, disease, financial lack. It doesn't matter what the situation is. The thing is, is you were born for greatness and greatness is on the inside of you. And I refuse to allow the enemy to destroy your purpose. The noise of the enemy. And that's how the enemy is going to keep you from what he's called you to do. Let's go to Deuteronomy chapter one. Slaying a foundation here. Verse 26. 
It says, nevertheless, you would not go up, but you rebelled against the command of the Lord your God. Go up where? Go up to the promised land. They refused. And you complained in your tents and said, because the Lord hates us. So we, we got we, we to get complaining out of our houses. Stop complaining about your children. Stop complaining about, uh, stop complaining about the president. Stop complaining about everything that's going on around us. Stop complaining about he said, she said. Stop complaining. Stop, stop sharing things on social media that don't need to be shared. Stop complaining. <laughs> yeah, so I got back. I was looking at the pump. I was like, man, gas is $4 a gallon. And the Lord said, well, you were in California last week. It was 607. <laughs> but the Lord was like, why are you complaining about it? <laughs> Am I a provider? Am I not a provider? I mean, get, get your mouth out of the way. But see, I can't get ahead of myself. And you complained in your tents and you said, because the Lord hates us. And see, a lot of times we'll look at certain situations and we'll blame the Lord for where we are. Instead of either our, the enemy or ourselves. He has brought us out to the land of Egypt to deliver us into the hand of the Amorites to destroy us. Where, where, can we, where, where can we go up? Our brethren have discouraged our hearts saying. Now this word discourage means melt. Our brethren have melted our hearts saying. The people are greater and taller than we. The cities are great and fortified to heaven. Moreover, we have seen the sons of the Anakim there. So they're saying, now what are, not only are they complaining in their tents, but now what is it saying here? It says, we can't go, where can we go? Why? Because our hearts have melted. If their hearts are melted, something that's melted has no strength behind it. Let's go to Proverbs chapter Proverbs chapter uh, 18. And this is what I want to deal with. Holy Spirit, thank you for being our teacher. Father, thank you that we are heritage of faith. And I thank you that we grow in faith today. Today, we get stronger because we, we're approaching your word with honor. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. I can, I can give you a lot of things that can give you head knowledge. I can get, we can, we can talk about things that can may educate us up here. And I'm telling you, there's so many believers have a lot of information, but there's a difference between information and revelation. Information is head knowledge. Revelation is something out of your spirit. 
And, and we, we need to stop being heady Christians. What does that mean? I, I feel. I feel. Well, it just looks like. You know, they don't love me. <laughs> I better get to this. <laughs> Proverbs 18. The spirit of a man will sustain him in sickness. But who can bear a broken spirit? It's Proverbs 18, 14. In the New King James, I'm reading, it says, The spirit of a man will sustain him in sickness. But who can bear a broken spirit? Now, I want to unpack this scripture for a moment before we go forward. What I want to deal with today, and we may go far further, is, is we need to develop a strong spirit. We, as heirs of faith, we're going to be people with a strong spirit. That means we don't, we don't just, we don't just talk, we walk. Strong spirit. Can you say it with me? Strong spirit. Say this. I have a strong spirit. Hallelujah. The spirit of a man will sustain him in sickness. Now this, um, the word spirit here. Because you have, you have two words, spirit, here. You have, you have the spirit of a man. At the end, it says, can bear a broken spirit. Now, the first word, spirit, here, as well as the second word, spirit, the second word, spirit, actually puts it right because it's a disposition of the spirit. It's, we know what that second spirit is, and we know that it's a broken spirit. It's describing the spirit, Okay. Now, this first word spirit here is, is not referring to a, um, a noun of a spirit, as in the spirit of a man, but it's also, it's not just referring to that, but it also gives a quality of the spirit. It's giving the disposition of the spirit. So if you look this word up in the Hebrew, the spirit of man is not just saying the spirit of man, but it is actually what is the disposition, disposition of that man. So it's not just saying the spirit of a man will sustain him in adversity. Because if that was the case, we already know that a broken spirit won't be able to be sustained. So this first word spirit has to have something more behind it. So really, it is the strong spirit of a man. See, it's not just, it's not just the spirit of a man, but it's the strong spirit of a man. Another word that's used here in the original and the vines describes this as a courageous spirit. So the courageous spirit, the courageous heart will sustain a man in the midst of sickness. The strong spirit of a man will sustain him. See, it doesn't matter what you face. The question is, do you have a strong spirit? It doesn't matter what 
obstacle you might come across, the question is, do you have a strong spirit? It doesn't matter what the doctor might say. The question is, do you have a strong spirit? It doesn't matter what the bank account might look like, but do you have a strong spirit? It doesn't look how impossible it might look, but do you have a strong spirit? See, my circumstances can't dictate my strength. Let me say it again. My circumstance were never meant to dictate my strength. And that's why too many believers are up one day and down the next. Up one day and down the next. One day I'm on fire for God, the next day I'm not. One week I'm tithing, the next week I'm not. The strong spirit of a man. And as a pastor, and why this is strong in my heart, because, because the Lord said, I'm responsible for creating within you a strong spirit. The pastors, the prophets, the evangelists, the teachers are, are for the equipping of the saints. For them to grow up. So the gifts are, are not just to inspire you. The gifts are to creating with you a strong spirit. And the, 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 uh, I would say the, the, uh, I'm trying to think of the right word. The, it's not hunger. It's just this urgency on the inside of me is that in the day that we're living in you in, in living, I'm responsible I'm going to be held accountable for teaching you and teaching us how to live with a strong spirit. I mean, I can, I can, I could preach things to make you run around. I could, I could do things that can, 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 can inspire you. But, but the Lord says, I, I, I want you to teach them on how to have a strong spirit. Not that we won't do some of those things, but the, the thing is, is, is I'm going to be held as your pastor accountable for creating within you a strong spirit. Is this okay? Yes. Not that I'm asking for permission, but <laughs> the strong spirit of a man will sustain him in sickness. Now this word, this word sickness here comes from a root word. Thank you, Father. The word sickness here comes from a root word that means to be worn. It means to be afflicted. It means grief. It means weakness. It means sorrowful. And it means to be wounded. So it's not just sickness in our understanding of sickness. The King James defines this word as infirmity. It's a weakness. It's a infirmity is pretty much a deficiency. It means there's, there's a deficiency there and it involves whether it, it involves it, and it, and it really is mentally, physically, and emotionally. So the spirit of a man, the strong spirit of a man will sustain him. What does sustain mean? It means to lift up. Sustain means to endure long. 
If I were to get up on the keyboard right now and, and I would hit a chord and I would hold what they call a sustain pedal. I could hit that, I could hit that key and, and not touch it anymore. And that sound will last as long as I keep my foot on that pedal. So I want you to see your spirit is like that sustain pedal. It doesn't matter what I'm facing. It doesn't matter what I'm going through. The thing is, as long as I keep my foot on the right thing, as long as I keep my feet on the right thing, as long as I'm grounded on the right thing, I'm telling you, I will be sustained. I will be sustained. I I will be lifted up. I will be, I will be lifted up above anything and everything because the, because the strong spirit of a man will sustain him. And I I want you to know you can only go so, so far in yourself. You can only mentally will to do something only so long. You will eventually run out. We're never meant to do this life on our own. And this is what indifference produces, trying to do things on your own. Thank you, Father. The strong spirit of a man will sustain him when you feel worn out, when you feel wounded, when you feel sorrowful, when you feel grief, when you feel attacks from the enemy. And then it says this. But who can bear a broken spirit? But who can bear? Now, if I look at the scripture this way, but who can bear? Who can bear sickness if you have a broken spirit? See, the strong spirit of a man will sustain me in infirmity. But yet I won't be able to bear sickness If I have a broken spirit and that's what the enemy is out for to, to convince you of what you're not to tell you things that he's never called you, told you, you are. And what is he trying to do? He's trying to break your spirit. He's trying to short circuit your strength. See, I won't, I will never be able to bear any infirmity if my spirit is crushed. Thank you, Father. Hallelujah. We have to have a strong spirit. Because that's what's going to sustain us. No matter what battle we face in the days ahead. Let's go to Mark chapter 8. Mark chapter 8. I have a strong spirit. Mm. Whether you realize it tonight, the, this morning, we're, 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 well, as you're listening and we're listening, we're, we're lifting spiritual weights. Whether you see it or not, whether you realize it or not, I, 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 just, I, I just, you know, the Lord told me as I minister the word this morning, See yourself as breathing fresh wind into them. See, you're, you're, you're just, it's like, it's like we're, we're lifting dumbbells this morning. We're, we're, we're lifting some weights this morning. Hallelujah. We're going to get stronger. Why? Because we're going to the word. We're going to the word. Yeah. 
You know, that last statement, that, that prophecy says, and absolutely refuse to give up. Refuse to give, refuse to give up. See, if I have a strong spirit, I'll never give up. So me giving up or staying in, me giving up or me staying in the game has everything to do with how strong my spirit is. Let's look at Mark chapter 8, verse 1. It says, in those days, the multitude being very great had nothing to eat. Jesus called his disciples to him and said to them, I have compassion on the multitude because they, they have now continued with me three days and they have nothing to eat. And if I send them away hungry to their own houses, they will faint on the way for some of them have come from afar. Then, then his disciples answered him, how can one satisfy these people with bread here in the wilderness? He asked them, how many loaves do you have? And they said, seven. So he commanded the multitude to sit down on the ground and he took the seven loaves and gave thanks, broke them and gave them to the disciples to set before them. And they set them before the multitude. They also had a few small fish and having blessed them, he said to set them also before them. So they ate and were filled and they took up seven large baskets of leftover fragments. Now those who had eaten were about 4,000 and he sent them away immediately got in the boat with the disciples and came to the region of Dalamutha. Now here, Jesus is walking with the disciples and walking with those thousands of people. We don't know exactly how many. We know it was 4,000 men, not including women and children. We don't know if there was another, the 70 disciples along with the 12 at this time or not. But not only did they have a need, but Jesus was with them. Jesus had a need. And they had, they had seven loaves. They had a few fish. But still, it was something incomplete, even something still not enough, even if you're talking about maybe the 12 disciples and the 70 more and then Jesus himself. Yet the disciples asked a question here and he and they said, and, and if they send them away hungry to their own house, they will faint on the way. But the disciples said, answered, how can one satisfy these people with bread here in the wilderness? Now, the word one there actually means man. How can a man satisfy these people with bread here in the wilderness? Man will never be our answer. See, the disciples were looking through everything through the lens of man. And they were looking for their answer. No one, no man can satisfy these people in this desolate wilderness. But yet Jesus just says, well, what do we have? Meaning he was living from a different perspective. He was living with a different understanding. He had, they had lack they had, they were fainting and they were weary in the natural. They were things that they didn't have enough of. Physical strength, if, if they leave here, then they're going to faint in the way. They're not going to make it. And so often in life, we can feel like we're going to faint on our journey or faint in our way. But there's no man that's going to satisfy you in the midst of that desolate place. There's not one man that's going to be able to satisfy you in 2022, but God. 
So how was Jesus able to deal with this situation? How was he able to do this? Because he had a strong spirit. So often we look at the miracles of what Jesus did, but did we see it from his mentality? What caused him to overcome anything and everything he faced? It was a strong spirit. What caused him to to overcome the temptation in the wilderness? Why? He went in full of the spirit. He came out in the fullness of the spirit. He grew in in favor and wisdom with God and man. He, He grew. He developed a strong spirit. So where the disciples were seeing, we have no man in a desolate place. Jesus is saying, I have a strong spirit. It doesn't matter how high high gas gets. I have a strong spirit. I have a strong spirit. It doesn't matter what attacks might come against the church. I have a strong spirit. It doesn't matter what might happen in the political arena of our society. We have to have a strong spirit. Look at John chapter three. John chapter three. Are you with me this morning? Say, I have a strong spirit. Thank you, Father. Let's start in verse 30. John the Baptist talking here and he says, He must increase, but I must decrease. He who comes from above is above all. He who is of the earth is earthly and speaks of the earth. Now listen, he who is of the earth is earthly. Another way to define this word earth is just carnal, flesh, natural, man apart from God. He who comes from above is above all. He was the earth. He was natural is natural. And if you're natural, then you can only speak natural. You see, I, yeah, yes, I'm limited. See, in the earth, if I'm earthly, then I'm always going to have limitations. And I can only speak things with limitation. But then it says, but he who comes from above is above all. And what he has seen and heard that he testifies. So what Jesus was saying, what what John the Baptist was saying about Jesus is what he sees, what he heard and what he sees, he speaks. Meaning he's not speaking something natural. He's not speaking something that's earthly. He's not speaking something that has limitations. He's speaking something that doesn't have limitations. He's not speaking natural things. So if he's not speaking things that are natural, then he's speaking things that are spiritual. So it's talking of Jesus here. He's talking about that he would live from his spirit, not from his mind. The mind of his flesh, I should say. He who comes from heaven is above all and what he's seen and heard that he testifies, but says, and no one receives his testimony. 
But then it says, he who has received his testimony has certified that God is true. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. He who has received his testimony has certified that God is true. This word certified that God is true means this to place beyond all doubt. That when I receive this word that's from heaven, it calls me to live beyond all doubt. But stay with me. For he whom God has sent speaks the words of God. For God does not give the spirit by measure. The father loves the son has given all things into his hand. Let's go to John chapter 14. Thank you, father, for the word. I have a strong spirit. Hallelujah. Thank you, Father. Verse 10. Do you not believe that I'm in the Father and the Father in me? The words that I speak to you, I do not speak on my own authority, but the Father who dwells in me, does the works. I'm bringing this out because I want you to see just Jesus as being our example. Jesus was able to do what he did because he lived with a strong spirit. Hallelujah. Strong spirit. Without turning there, go to, without turning there John 15 Tells us what? If you abide in me and my words abide in you, right? If my words abide in you, you shall ask what you will and it shall be done. And it says, if you continue in the word, it said, you will grow. It says, talks about you will bear much fruit. Now let's go to Romans chapter 11. Romans chapter 11. Now, so Jesus abided in the Father. And what did it produce? A strong spirit. Jesus encouraged us that we abide in his word and he would abide in us and we would bear much fruit. Right? Let's look at verse 17. And if some of the branches were broken off and you being a wild olive were grafted in among them and with them be a, became a partaker of the root in the fatness of the olive tree. Now, I've read Romans a lot and, I, and I've looked at this scripture and, and in different ways, but, but the Lord wanted me to deposit something in our hearts this morning that when we got hooked up with Jesus, remember, we are the branches and he is the vine. But the vine had to come from somewhere. The vine had to come out of the root. And you being a wild olive tree. Now, I, I know this is talking about the Gentiles being grafted in with the Jews and so forth. But I want you to see this. And, and being a wild olive tree were grafted in among them and with them became a partaker of the root and the fatness. So when, when I made Jesus the Lord of my life, I, I, I had the ability to now be able to be a partaker of the root and the fatness. 
I had the ability to be a, to not just be be um, uh, to be a part of the root, but the fatness, meaning everything that is in Jesus is in me. Everything that was in Jesus was was from God. Everything that is in God was in Jesus and everything that was in Jesus is in me and everything that's in me is in God and everything that's in God is in me. Because he grafted me in and is not, I'm a partaker of the root and the fatness. The fatness talks means abundance. The fatness means everything that's in the source. Everything that is in the source of heaven is on the inside of me. The spirit on the inside of you is far greater than you realize. Hallelujah. I'm a partaker of the root and the fatness of the olive tree. Do not boast against the branches. But if you do boast, remember that you do not support the root, but the root supports you. Wow. (laughs) See, this, this comes back to who are you abiding in? I love that. He, he said, now remember, the, you don't support the root. The root supports you. See, you know what? You don't see the root. You see the branches. And if we're, if we're, if we're not careful, we'll keep our eyes on, on what things look like in our life instead of the roots in our life. But I'm telling you, the branches don't support the root. The root supports the branches. And this is why Jesus was able to do everything he did because he had a strong spirit. And we will gain a strong spirit as we understand that we don't support the root. The root is what supports us. Go to Colossians chapter 1. You have time for two more scriptures. Colossians chapter 1. Hallelujah. Thank you, Father. Verse 9. I want you to see this. This is about you and I. This is Paul's prayer about you and I. And that's why this morning is more teaching and just taking my time with this. Because this is going to bring strength to us. Verse 9 says, For this reason we also, since the day we heard it, do not cease to pray for you and and to ask that you might be filled with the knowledge of His will in all wisdom and spiritual understanding. The first thing was to be filled with knowledge of His will. And that, being filled with it, would be in all wisdom and spiritual understanding that you might walk worthy of the Lord, fully pleasing Him, being fruitful in every good work and increasing in the knowledge of God. Now listen to this. Strengthen with all might according to his glorious power for all patience and longsuffering with joy, giving thanks to the Father who has qualified us to be partakers of the inheritance and the saints in light. Wow. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Lord. He's qualified us to be partakers of an inheritance. 
in the saints and light. He's delivered us from the power of darkness. He transferred us into the kingdom of his son of his love in whom we have redemption through his blood, the forgiveness of sins. He is the image of the invisible God, the firstborn over all creation for by him, all things were created and are in heaven and on the earth, visible and invisible where the thrones or dominions or principalities or powers All things were created through him and for him, and he is before all things, and in him all things consist, and he is the head of the body, the church, who is the beginning, the firstborn from among the dead, that in all things he may have preeminence. Hallelujah. You you need to see the fact that if Jesus is on the inside of you, and you are in him and he's in you, it's said that he has preeminence over all things, meaning there's not anything that is, that is, everything is subjected to him. Everything is subjected to the kingdom of God. He has preeminence. There's nothing that can surpass him. There's nothing greater than him. And he's praying that we would be filled with the knowledge of his will, that we would be filled with that, with the spirit of God on the inside of us, that we would understand that we've been transferred out of darkness and we've been transferred into the kingdom of God. And, and it's through him that he is the invisible. He is the visible of the invisible. Meaning if you want to see God, then look at Jesus. If you want to see exactly what God's like, look at Jesus. He has preeminence, preeminence. Hallelujah. Let me close with this. Go to Ephesians chapter six. Ephesians chapter six. Thank you, Father, for the word. Thank you, Father, that we would be strengthened with might in our inner man. Ephesians 3.20 says, Ephesians 3, I think 14, 15, that we would be strengthened with might in our inner man. Hallelujah. I want you to see that you have an inner man. And a lot of the things that you've walked through and the things that you've faced is been become maybe your spirit man isn't as strong as it should be. Most of the time that when I gave into things that I should have never given into, it was because my spirit man was weak. It was because because there was something on the inside of me that that was stronger than the spirit of God on the inside of me. I gave more attention to other things than I gave to him. You have a strong spirit. I keep, I'm keeping to declare that. Yeah, I'm prophesying over you. You have a strong spirit. Hallelujah. You have a strong spirit. You're not a quitter. You have a strong spirit. You overcome everything the enemy throws at you because you have a strong spirit. Hallelujah. When you stand before sickness and disease, you have authority over it because you have a strong spirit. Hallelujah. You speak to storms because you have a strong spirit. Hallelujah doesn't matter what's happening in the world. You, you rise above it. It sustains you because you have a strong spirit. Look at verse 10. Finally, my brethren, 
Finally, my brethren, be strong in the Lord and the power of his might. It's not being strong in yourself. It's not being strong in your ability. It's not about having, having natural strength. It's having spiritual strength. Finally, my brethren, be strong in the Lord and the power of his might. Put on the whole armor of God that you may be able to stand against the wiles of the devil. Put on the whole armor of God. See, if you don't have a strong spirit, you won't put on the whole armor of God. You won't even be concerned about the armor of God. You're more worried about everything that's happening to you. Finally, my brethren, be strong in the Lord and the power of his might put on the whole armor of God that you may be able to stand against the wiles of the devil. So this strength that we've been given, this strong in the Lord is for what? To stand against the enemy. To stand against the wiles of the enemy, the schemes and the attacks of the enemy. So the strength on the inside of you. See, that's why the disciples needed to to, uh, go into Jerusalem and wait for the Holy Spirit. Because Jesus knew that they weren't going to be as effective as they could be. They weren't going to be able to overcome the wiles of the enemy. They weren't going to be able to overcome everything that was happening in the world if they weren't filled with the spirit first. If they weren't strong in the spirit, they would have never been able to fulfill everything that God had called them to. Be strong in the Lord and the power of his might. Put on the whole armor of God so that you can stand against the wiles of the enemy. For we do not wrestle against flesh and blood but against principalities, against powers, against the rulers of darkness of this age, against spiritual hosts of wickedness in heavenly places. Therefore, take up the whole armor of God that you may be able to withstand in the evil day and having done all to stand, stand. So be strong in the Lord. Put on the whole armor of God that I can withstand in the evil day and having done all to stand, Stand therefore. The spirit of a man will sustain him in adversity. The spirit of a man will cause him to having done all to stand, stand therefore. If you feel like you've been a quitter most of your life, get in the word. And we're going we're to discover these things in my time with you. And next week, we'll talk about it some more, I believe. If you've, you've gone, had ups and downs or you don't know your identity and, and the enemy's constantly talking against your purpose and, and, and you don't feel like you're fulfilling your assignment and you feel like you're just kind of running through the sand, so to speak, and you feel like you're constantly discouraged and oppressed, then, then the thing is, is we're going to get strong. We're going to get strong because, because it's knowing that I'm strong in the Lord and I put on the whole armor of God that having done all to stand, stand there for. Because I tell you, when, when things happen in the world and things are happening in the news and things happen in the society, the church needs to be in a position where we have a strong spirit. If we don't have a strong spirit, we'll have nothing to give anyone else. Nothing to give anyone else. We have to be strong. So refusing to give up in life comes down to, is my spirit strong? Stand to your feet. Hallelujah. Thank you, Father. Hallelujah. Thank you, Father. Strong spirit. Strong spirit. Hallelujah. 
So often in life, we can beat ourselves up because of past mistakes. We can beat ourselves up maybe for things we go back to. And like I said a a little bit ago, for me, it was I tried to, I was trying to work and do things right in my flesh instead of getting closer to him. Getting closer to him. And that's what that prophetic word, it said, remain, remain close to God and remain in his word. Because when we do that, we'll be strong. Remain strong. Spend quality time with God. Spend quality time with his word because when we do that, that's what Dr. Savelle told us in that prophetic word in January. Because when we do that, we will remain strong. Now, it's, just not talking, it's not talking about your natural strength. It's talking about your spiritual strength. It's being strong in here. So let, let this be stronger than what your flesh feels. Let this be stronger than what your mind is wanting you to do. I just want to get away. I just want to walk away. I just want to leave. I just want to run away. Well, that was what the psalmist said. I just want to fly away so I can be at rest. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Father. Hallelujah. Thank you. for Just lift your hands and just start to worship the Lord. Hallelujah. Thank you, Father. Hallelujah. Thank you, Father. We praise you, Lord. Hallelujah. I thank you, Lord. Hallelujah. All of us. It's not just, it's not me preaching to them. I'm, I'm with them. Just, we're all together in this, Father. And I thank you that we, we, are, we are strong in the Lord and the power of his might. Hallelujah. Where the enemy has tried to come in and, and bring pressure and bring oppression and bring hurt and continue to remind of offense and bring loneliness and bring hurt. Father, I, where that enemy has constantly been a voice of struggle and a voice of hurt. I thank you, Lord, that you come in like a rushing flood, that you come in where the enemies come in. I thank you like a flood. The spirit of the Lord lifts up a standard against that enemy. Hallelujah. I thank you that the spirit of the Lord comes in like a flood. Hallelujah. Come in right now. Come in right now, Heavenly Father. And I thank you like a flood. Lift up a standard against our enemy. I declare they will not give up. I declare they will reach their full potential. Hallelujah. Thank you, Father. Hallelujah. I declare what they've given into, they will give into no longer. Hallelujah. 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 Thank you, Father. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. Just pray in the Holy Ghost. Hallelujah. Pray in the Holy Ghost. You pray in the Holy Ghost, it strengthens you. It strengthens you, spirit. It strengthens, it edifies you. Hallelujah. Thank you, Father. Hallelujah. Never going back again. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Never giving in another moment, another day. Hallelujah. Never giving in to anger another day. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Never giving in to a pity party again. Hallelujah. Because we're strong, 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 strong. Hallelujah. Father, I break the back of the enemy. I break back the, the back of the enemy's voice. Hallelujah. How the enemy is operating. I bind every distraction. Hallelujah. I bind the, the voice of the enemy. Hallelujah. Thank you, Father. Hallelujah. Thank you, Father. Oh, hallelujah. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Lord. We praise you, Father. Hallelujah, hallelujah, thank you, Lord. Thank you, Father. 
Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Oh, we thank you, Father. Hallelujah. Thank you, Father. Hallelujah. I thank you that the greater days are ahead of them, not behind them. Hallelujah. They're above only. They're not beneath. Hallelujah. Thank you, Father. Oh, thank you. Their spirit is strong. Their spirit is strong, strong. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Thank you, Father. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Thank you, Father. Hallelujah. Thank you, Father. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. 2022, a year of the open hand of God. In Psalm 77, verse 10, says this, and, and I said, this is my anguish. And this word anguish is the same word for sickness or infirmity. It's the same, same Hebrew word that we saw in Proverbs 18. This, and, and I said this in my anguish, meaning in the midst of what I'm facing, what are you saying? The strong spirit of a man will cause you to say things that no one else is saying. When everyone else is saying we're going down, a strong spirit says, hey, we're going through. When everyone else is saying, I don't know how we're going to make it, you're saying, hey, hey, the Lord is my shepherd, I shall not want. But so what does the psalmist say? And I said this in my anguish. What did he say? I will remember the years of the right hand of the Most High. I will remember the works of the Lord. Surely I will remember your wonders of old. I will also meditate on all your work and talk of your deeds. Your way, O oh God, is in the sanctuary. Who, who is so great a God as our God? You are the God who does wonders. You've declared your strength among the people. And you have with your arm redeemed your people, the sons of Jacob. So what did he say in the midst of his infirmity, his anguish? Remember, the strong spirit of a man will sustain him. So in the midst of his infirmity, what did he say? He remembered the Lord. He remembered that he doesn't support the root. The root supports him. He remembered just like Jesus did. I abide in the Father and the Father abides in me. Apart from the Father, I can't do anything. So when Jesus said, hey, we had, they said there's no one that can satisfy us in this desolate place. Jesus is like, wait a minute. I, I got something. I, I remember what the Lord did in the Old Testament. I remembered. I remember that his arm isn't short. I remember that he's a provider. I remember that he provided Isaac on that, on that mountainside to Abraham. I remember he took the, he took the, he took the, in the wilderness, he, 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 he brought manna down from heaven. He, 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 he took, he took bitter water and with the stroke of a stick made it sweet. You know, he, he, you know, so, so Jesus was knew all these things. So that's why Jesus could, could stand there and say, Hey, what do we have? What do we have? Well, Moses, you know, he, he had a stick in the wilderness and he, he, he had a rock and he had these things. And, and so, hey, hey, do we have something? And it's like, oh, we got a few, we, we, we got seven loaves of bread and we got a few fish. Well, let's lift it up to God and let's see what God's hand can do with it. Let's see what God's hand can do it. Let, let's see what God's hand can do with it. What can God do with your life? What can he do with your purpose? What can he do with your life? What can he do with your destiny? What can he do with your ministry, your calling? What can he do through your hands? What can he do through your voice? 
What can he do through your business, through your job, your workplace? What can he do through your future relationships, your future marriage, your current marriage? What can he do through your destiny? What can he do through heritage of faith? Hallelujah. 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 Thank you, Father. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Thank you, Father. Hallelujah. Thank you, Father. Hallelujah. Thank you, Father. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. Hallelujah. We praise you, Father. Hallelujah. Thank you, Father. Hallelujah. 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 Thank you, Father. Hallelujah. 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 Thank you, Father. Hallelujah. 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 Not long ago, I had had a certain situation that came up and was frustrated, was overwhelmed. A lot of things, a lot of things going on and, you know, attacks coming from different directions and and I remember getting uh, like really, really frustrated. And Annette was even like, um, you sure are quiet. Well, I was quiet because I didn't want to say anything. <laughs> I didn't want to say what my flesh wanted to say. And, and um, I had to go back and apologize to her later. But, um, but the Lord was like, don't say what you feel. Don't say what the enemy wants you to say in this moment. And what he kept saying is, <laughs> don't say I can't take anymore. And he said, you need to get with me. You need to get with me so you can get strong. So you can say what you need to say instead of what you want to say. So I encourage you. When attacks come, don't say what you want to say. Just. And go get with Jesus until you say what you need to say. And even if you don't have anything else to say, you can be, hey, well, he said this in his anguish. I'm going to say it in mine. I remember the works of the Lord. Surely I remember your wonders of old. I will meditate on all your work. Hallelujah. 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 So in the, in the weeks to come, week after week, we're going to get a strong spirit. Strong spirit. Look to your neighbor and say, I have a strong spirit. Hallelujah. Look to your other side and say, I'm getting stronger and stronger and stronger. Hallelujah. Thank you, Father. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Just lift your hands to heaven. Oh, heavenly Father, we thank you for your word today. And I thank you, Lord, that we did not leave here the way that we came. We leave here different, one, because we have been in your presence. And you are, you are the change agent. Also because we got to hear the living word today. And we leave here with the fire of God in our hearts. The word of God in our mouth. And I thank you that we will be that reservoir. We will be that force and we will be that voice of strength to everyone we come in contact with. Holy Spirit, help us 
when we start to get overwhelmed by the voice of the enemy, that we would strengthen our spirit man. That we will be able to look at our attitudes. We'll be able to look at our responses to people. We will look about how we respond to situations, react, things that we say, whether at home, while we're driving, things that we flippantly say out of frustration that will recognize, wait a minute, wait a minute, I need to work on my spirit. I need to work on my spirit. Because we know, Father, that we grow from glory to glory and faith to faith. And we give you praise for it and we thank you for it in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Love you guys. Nikki. Hallelujah. Thank you, Father.